Hi everybody, welcome to another exciting edition of Words, Images, and Worlds. I am delighted on this episode to be talking with comics creator Wes Loker. Wes, thank you for jumping in, joining, and bringing a fantastic bookshelf with you. <laughs> no worries, man. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, I don't know that my bookshelf is quite as nice as the one that you're displaying at the moment, but uh, well. I do what I can. Yours, yours is real. Mine is uh, a faux <laughs> background, sort of. You know, it covers up just a blank wall with some pillows and stuff. So, um, wait, wait, that's not real. <laughs> I know, I know. The special effects are incredible. Um, but I, I'll start by mentioning a couple of titles that I know you for. Uh, Legend of Log being one of those, and uh, Unit Forty Four. Midnight mm -hmm. Mystery, as well as Gods and Gears. Um, so you have created a wide range of books. Well, sure. I mean, honestly, to with Log and Midnight Mystery and Gods and Gears, I was actually just the letterer on those books. But, but um, even I so, was even so, I was still still happy to be a part of my love all three of those projects for sure. But Unit Forty Four that you mentioned that that one is my baby. I can take full credit for that. Yeah, yeah. Any other babies that you want to throw out there? That I'm yeah, I've got to, I've got another baby that's been uh, coming out the last year or so uh, called the Obsolete. And that's mm -hmm, a good baby. And the then Obsolete. I'm also not known at all for one of my favorite projects of mine, which was a graphic novel that came out during the the heyday of the pandemic, which is called Bug Slugger. So I'm yes, very proud of that Slugger. one, even though no, nobody in the world seems to have read it, but it's one of my favorite things. I am familiar with Bug Slugger. I Very am. Cool. And the, the, the pandemic books, uh, there's a whole theme on this show, which I did not intend when I started it, but re rediscovering books from the pandemic. So go oh. check out Bug Slugger. Absolutely. Um, so curious about how you decided that comics were the space that you wanted to create in. Oh, man. Um, you know, I think it's one of those things where we want to do and be a part of the things that we love. I think it just stems from that growing up. Um, I, re I still remember like very clearly how I even just got into comics. And that was uh, one day my mother dragged me kicking and screaming to the drugstore. And this is back in, you know, probably late 80s, early 90s. And I remember begrudgingly following her in there. And as I waited for her to do whatever it is adults did at the drugstore, um, I noticed that they had a spinner rack. And on that spinner rack were a bunch of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics and mm. and you know I was the prime demographic for that cartoon when it took over the world and was a huge fan of the turtles and the movies and such and and at the time I think that um, like they didn't have like the the original series that it's like all dark and moody and totally inappropriate for kids but rather these comics were like re-adaptations of the TV shows so they were taking yeah. like screenshots essentially and packaging them into comic books and you know, my brain didn't know that. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. So I bought a couple of those. And and then, uh, you know, from then on in, it was like, hey, when can we go back to the drugstore? Because suddenly I had a reason to go there. And and then they had that they kind of did the same thing with G.I. Joe comics as well. They kind of adapted yeah, okay. the TV show. And so I just got into all that stuff. And and then pretty soon, like, I don't think anybody else was buying the comic books in, in the small Ohio town that I grew up in. So I, I basically the spinner rack sent, sat empty. And then my dad said, hey, did you know that there's like there's a store not far away that actually just sells comic books? And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. So uh, he took me there and uh, it was like a two minute walk from where he worked. So, you know, I would just go there whenever we were in town and hang out at the comic shop and basically just became a, a Wednesday warrior. And, and it's funny because like I didn't know that comics only came out once a week. So I would go there like 
on Wednesday, but then I'd also go again on Saturday. And since I already had the new comics, the guys who ran the shop who were super cool, uh, you know, they just introduced me to other stuff like, hey, you know, you're you're reading Spider-Man, so you might like this. And and even the coolest part that I didn't realize at the time is that the shop was somehow getting like all of these like 90s black and white indie comics that Uh like, you know, titles that you just you don't even recognize necessarily unless you were kind of a, a reader of them. So that led me to get into comic books like like The Tick, for instance. I was exposed to that pretty early on. And I thought everybody read those comics. So then when I would go to school, like my friends knew about the superheroes, but I was like, let's talk about The Tick. And they're like, who is that? <laughs> so it was it was really neat. And I'm, I feel very fortunate to have been exposed to that stuff. So then, you know, I always wanted to create comics, but I, I didn't know how to go about it got older and kind of dropped off from that. And then as an adult, when I, when I started my writing career, I was like, that's one of the areas that I I definitely want to focus on. So back in like 2011, I finally just started doing it, you know, make, making it happen. And since then I've, I've had the fortune to work with a lot of really talented artists and I've produced like six graphic novels, bunch of single issues, countless short comics, and just have had a ball doing it. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, I, I love the spinner rack, and I love when stories start at the spinner rack. It's definitely Absolutely. part of my journey as well. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so as you create your own stories, what, what kind of stories are you drawn to tell? <laughs> you know, it's funny because when I like when I started making my own comics, I, I think this is a very common thing with creators is that we try to replicate the things that we like. So like, mm-hmm. if you look back at some of my early comics, a lot of them are in like the, the crime fiction genre, because, I, you know, when I got back into comics after a big lapse, um, you know, because once you become an adult and then you like have your own debit card and you have access to the Internet, you're like, oh, my gosh, I can buy all these comics that I missed over this like 15 year span. And so that's what I did. And I got really into crime comics from like Bendis and Brubaker and and it was just like blowing my mind like how crazy and good these stories were so I kind of started in that vein mm-hmm. um but like I, I also come from just kind of like a I all of my influences are on the comedic side like I mentioned the tick like that's a comic that I just I adore that book and so my natural tendencies are to go that route and I, and I discovered really quickly that once I stopped fighting that like the end product became more unique and more of my voice than me trying to replicate what somebody else had done. So I primarily now make sure that all of my stories um, have some sort of like silly or irreverent or comedic spin to them. And and I find that that's the good niche to work in, even though, you know, comedy comics don't necessarily sell the best in the world because it's very hard to do effectively. Um, But it's been, you know, it's been fun to play with the medium and and try to tell different types of stories because I'm drawn to, um, stories that don't take themselves too seriously. And same with movies and TV. Like I, I don't necessarily like straight up comedies, but I like really ridiculous premises. So I try to make sure that that is something that comes standard with all the work that I put out. That's cool. That's cool. And uh, that journey to finding your voice. I mean, that is just, it's its own complicated journey. So for sure. You know, I, I believe that everybody should, you know, strive to make things that only they can create and they can produce something that is uniquely them. I think that's very important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Agreed. Um, any particular collaboration, supporters, shout outs along the way in the creative journey? You know, over the last, you know, I think I said I started in 2011. So that's that's about 12 years of comic book making at this point. And I have been so fortunate. I mean, all of the artists that I've collaborated with have just been just phenomenal. And, and a lot of them have gone on to, you know, have longevity in their career so it's been great to watch some stars rise 
Mm -hmm. um, those collaborations have often led to uh, really strong friendships as well. And and there's two that I can mention in particular. Um, I mentioned up front uh, the the comic book Bug Slugger, which is this really zany comic about a a hero who who powers up using slap bracelets to get like a Power Rangers type suit. And he okay, fights uh, like an ill-tempered narwhal. Like that's the gist of the book. So it's chock full of like '90s references and really silly nostalgic stuff. Um, and the the artist on that, he he goes by the name of Loch Ness. That's that's not his real name, but that's his his artist name. And uh, we just made that comic just by like spitballing ideas of things that we loved, things that we had seen on TV growing up. Um, we're very close in age, so we have a lot of the same cultural touch points and. You know, he's somebody that we, we worked together on that comic and a couple of short comics. Like, I think we started working together eight years ago. And he, he's somebody that I consider to be like a best friend now. I mean, he's he's stayed at my house. Like, we, we've mm. spent time together, even though he lives in a different state. Like, he, I talk to him almost every day. So it's just like to find some to find somebody that like comics can really bring you together in that community is really special. And then the other collaboration that's worth touching on is um, currently on my ongoing series, Unit 44 from Alterna Comics, which is a sci-fi comedy about inept Area 51 employees and kind of the adventures they go on. Um, I'm currently working with an artist named Alex Jovich, and uh, he's somebody whose work I was familiar with on another title. And when I needed to get a new artist for that series, um, I, I reached out to him and he's just been a joy to work with. It's like, honestly, it's like sharing a brain with somebody. We find the same things funny. We kind of speak the same comedic language. So to, I mean, somebody recently said it's like he's finishing your comic book sentences, and that's exactly how I feel with that collaboration. So when you find somebody that you can really gel with on on like an extreme level like that, you know, you really produce the best work possible because you push each other to be the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love that. Uh, there's a, a great joy to that collaboration in the medium. I love that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So by means of my final official question, anything that you're currently working on that you'd like to mention, as well as spaces where people can go and find out a little bit more? Oh, yeah. I mean, people can can follow me like online. I, I always recommend my website, westloker.com, as kind of the best place to see what I have worked on and what I'm currently working on. Um, so, you know, social media is so hit or miss nowadays. I I follow so many friends who's whose posts I just never see because the algorithm doesn't want me to see them for whatever yeah. reason. So it's really kind of a crapshoot. Um, however, I do have a newsletter that that I update every month. And for anybody who's interested in in following my work or, or kind of learning about what I have coming up, uh, that's probably the best place to do it. That's a free sign up on my website. Uh, and I And I love doing it. I love kind of keeping people informed about what's happening. Um, and then what was the other part of the question? Something about, oh yeah, what you're currently working on. Oh, sure. So in addition to unit 44, uh, which is an ongoing series, we have, um, issues nine and 10 that are, are currently available for pre-order from Alterna Comics. Uh, they'll be available for pre-order for about another week here. And, uh, they're only two bucks an issue. It's, they're printed on newsprint. They're, they're beautiful books. They, they'll bring you back to your youth. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. but, uh, ordering, will make sure that you, you secure your copy and you can get the other eight issues on the website as well. And then I'm currently writing a kind of a sci-fi action series called the obsoletes and that's for silver line comics, um, which is an outfit that's run by Roland Mann, who's a former Marvel comics and Malibu comics editor. Who's a, who's a dear friend of mine. I've known him for about 10 years. Um, and he was kind enough to invite me to come and play in their world for a little bit. So 
that series is going as well. We have two issues out and we'll hopefully wrap up the the final two issues in the coming year here. Um, and then beyond that, like I, you know, I, I do a lot of things. My, my day job is actually working in the video game industry as a writer. So I'm, nice. I'm getting ready to, to launch another game here or the company that I work with is going to launch a game at the end of the month. And then uh, I also, I write books for, for kids. I write nonfiction uh, for young readers through Penguin Random House and have a couple of titles that'll be out over the course of the next year. So there's never a dull moment. There's always something to keep me busy and keep me occupied. Well, fantastic. Fantastic. I, I love the range of what you're working on. Uh, big fan of Silverline and the things that they produce and Roland Mann and, and his yeah. creative history. Uh, Barbara Kelberg as well. Sure. And, yeah. Um, and very cool that you're working in the younger reader space as well because for sure yeah I, I had a i had a kid a couple of years ago and and she's she's about to turn five but i kind of had this thing where this realization where i was like okay she really likes books she like she can't necessarily read yet but she likes books she likes comics and i was like i need to do my part to make sure that you know i turn her into a lifelong reader because that's something that you know i i have done and i feel like that has been very beneficial for me and so if i can contribute in some way to to literacy and to get kids engaged in reading i think that's kind of a an important goal to have so i'm doing what i can awesome awesome well wes thank you so much for the talk thank you for yeah. sharing about your creativity and glad to have you back anytime very good hey thank you so much for having me i really appreciate you